What's up, guys? It's your boy Stevie G coming back at you with another episode of the Seamless Garage Podcast. And in this episode, I want to talk about three tips that can help you during your apprenticeship to get the most out of your apprenticeship. So really, it's three tips to get the most out of your apprenticeship as a mechanic. With that being said, let's hop into the episode, man. I'm excited for this one. I really think it's going to help you specifically for you guys out there that are either seeking an apprenticeship or you're already part of an apprenticeship. Some shops may call it a helper. Um, And also, if you're considered beeline, you're not actually main shop just yet, you're still learning from somebody. So these tips will help. But with that being said, let's hop into the episode, man. So, hey, if you're new to the channel, this is all about automotive. The Seamless Garage Podcast is all about automotive-related stuff, whether it's news about the automotive field, whether it's tips on how to be a better mechanic, a better express tech, better beeline guy, you know, pretty much anything in the field, okay? So, we're going to do that kind of stuff. I'm also interviewing people that are in the field, um whether it be master mechanics, whether it be starting out mechanics, whether it be parts managers, parts uh, parts advisors and employees, and also your service managers, your service riders. Uh, I'm trying to bring you every aspect when it comes to the dealership, but we don't only just do dealership stuff. You know, If you've been following Seamless Garage for any amount of time, especially on our YouTube channel, which we have, it's called the Seamless Garage, right? We're building cars out at the shop, you know, out at the compound, we call it. Um, you know, we've got an OBS uh, that we've just dropped an LS in. I'm completely restoring a 91 Eagle Talon, or DSM, you may know it by. Um, we call it White Lightning. Um, but we do a lot of stuff other than just uh, dealership-related stuff. So if you're into horsepower, you're into hot rods, you're into... JDM cars, you're into customizing your own cars or building your own cars, this is where you need to be. So, uh, with that being said, if you haven't seen anything, make sure you follow this. Make sure you follow our channel. Make sure you subscribe, whatever platform you're on, and comment if you can. Let us know what we can do differently. Let us know what topic you want us to cover. You know, if we haven't already covered it, or maybe I can recover it, I don't mind doing that. Um, but I want to bring you as much value as possible. Um, my background is I am a, right now, I am the shop foreman for a Nissan dealership. I've been at this dealership for 10 years. Um, I have been a master tech since I was 26. And it wasn't any, you know, Cracker Jack box certification where they had to throw me in there because I was just the next guy or that I knew somebody because I didn't know anybody from Adam when it comes to going to this dealership. Um, It was all from sheer work ethic, being a geek about automotive in general. Like I just absolutely love everything about it. So when I come home, it's not a job. I'm coming home and I'm studying myself. Still do it to this day. I'm grinding. Um, And so that's why I got the shop foreman you know, position as early as I did is because I was grinding for it. And to me, this is a craft and this is my lifeblood. This is my passion. It isn't just a job. So um, if you want to go far in any field, whether it be this one or whatever field you're in, 
you're going to have to develop a work ethic for it and a passion for it and really grind and you've got to do what most won't so you can have what most don't, right? I love that saying. I heard that from somebody a long time ago. you got to do what people want so you can have what people don't, you know what I mean? And so that means you're going to have to do that extra grind. You're going to have to push it. There's nothing wrong with a hard, day, hard day's work and coming home and doing your thing, you know, and just chilling and doing your thing. But if you really want to excel and you're looking for progress and you want to take everything to the next level, you got to continue to study. You got to continue to push your studies past what they are, what you already know. Continue to learn, spread, you know, spread the knowledge and just pick up as much as you can. And with that being said, this channel can help you do that. Okay. Um, so anyway, I hope you get something out of this. We're going to hop into the episode now. We're going to hop right into the three tips to help you get the most out of your apprenticeship slash, you know, helper position, whatever you want to call it. I do that because some people call it helper, but really you're being a, an apprentice, right? You don't want to get stuck in the helper position. Like, what's the point? You don't want to just jump over into a helper position and then never progress, right? Like, don't you want to be uh, a mechanic of your own? Don't you want to have that uh, position? Like, that's the whole point, right? Like, being a helper slash apprentice is supposed to be a stepping stone. It's supposed to be a ring on the ladder. It's, and it's at the, you know, it's closer to the bottom of the ladder, right? Like, you're wanting to climb that ladder. You don't want to stay down there at the bottom. Like, what's the point, right? So you want to get everything you can while you're there. You need to realize that you've really, realistically, got an, uh, a year, you know, maybe two, okay? Maybe two. If you're showing progress and they're really holding on to you, you know, maybe they'll give you two because they really don't want you to fail because they really like you. But most dealerships, when you start showing some really good progress and you're learning and you're making hours on your own, they're going to move you on your own. So you need to soak in as much. And this is a bonus tip. This ain't even one of the tips. You need to soak in as much as possible when you get that uh, apprenticeship. I mean, like a sponge. And make sure that you respect the mechanic that you're going with, figure him out, understand him, and respect him, because otherwise you won't soak it in, right? Because you won't think that he's, you know, worthy of you, you know, learning the information he's giving you. And if that's the case, it's not going to be a good relationship, and you need to get with your service director, your service manager, whoever you need to get with, your shop foreman, and let them know, hey, um, I don't think we're going to be a good fit or whatever, but you should give them a shot, especially if you don't know them, you know what I mean? Give them a shot, hop in there, learn from them, and once you get to respect them and stuff, you know, you need to soak that stuff in like a sponge, because if they're, if they're a good trainer, if they're a good teacher, you know, because, you know, not all mechanics, even though they may be the best mechanic, are not good teachers, but if he's a good teacher... He's going to want to give you all this information because he wants you to succeed. I've done it a bunch of times. I've been a, I've been a, uh, I've trained a lot of apprentices. I've had a lot of apprentices under me. Um, and they all said that they loved being with me because I love teaching. Because I'm passionate about it, man. Like, I absolutely love this field. And I'll teach you anything you want to know if I know it. And guess what? If I don't know it, I know somebody who does or I know where I can find the information. Okay, especially if it's not top top of the head. There's just so much information out there, but I know how to find it, and that's one reason that makes me a true master tech is that I know how to find information. You don't have to know it all. You just have to know how to find it and apply it. Okay, so with that being said, 
let's hop into the first tip, man. So the first tip I'm going to give you for you know getting the most out of your apprenticeship as a mechanic is follow their steps precisely. Follow the mechanic that's teaching you his steps precisely. There's nothing more frustrating. You have to understand a relationship first. Hold on. You're coming in, and that's why they call it helper too. You're coming in to help this mechanic, okay? There's a mutual relationship that I'll talk about later, but you have to understand the relationship between you two is that y'all are exchanging things. You're supposed to help him with production, and he's supposed to help you with knowledge, okay? And so it's very disrespectful and like I said, there's nothing more frustrating than I tell a helper step by step. And I, I, I've, like I said, I've had a lot of students, so I know how to tell you to where you can break it down on, uh, you know, chewable bites of information to where we can go step by step, and it's and it's a seamless process. You see what I did there? It's a seamless process. So I, I tell you a step. You go do that step. I tell you another step. You go do that step. Once I think you can understand steps, I'll give you two, three, four at a time. Come back to me when those steps are done. And then if it's something that I already know that we've done a few times, I'm just going to say have at it. Let me know if you got any questions, right? But what I'm saying is make sure you're following that technician's advice precisely. Because here's the deal. It's disrespect if you're not. You're working on his vehicles. His name is on the vehicle's. That you're working on. Okay, it's not your name. It's his name. It's his credibility. Everything's on the line. Now, it's his responsibility to make sure that he test drive and he checks over your work. But you need to respect him and make sure you follow what he wants done to the T and learn it his way first. And so that little thing I add on there is there will be room for exploring and creativity later. I do understand that if you ask 10 different guys in the shop, they will tell you 10 different ways to do a timing chain or 10 different ways to remove the control arm. Uh, your reality is maybe three or four different ways, right? But we all know there are multiple ways to do R&R. We all know there's multiple ways to diagnose, okay? So with that being said, I want you to follow that technician to the T, okay? What he says, you do. And you don't give out any advice. And you don't say, man, I I do it this way. You don't do any of that. You just say, yes, sir. And you do it exactly how I did it. Okay? The deal is, and I understand. I've been there. I understand. You want to come off as smart. You want to come off as you, you got it figured out. And you know what you're doing. And the reality is, yes, you may be smart. But guess what? You don't know everything. And neither, and the mechanic does not care. The mechanic wants you to do it his way. So you need to understand that so you can make it right in your head. So you aren't out there trying to spit advice and trying to prove that you know what you're talking about. Because you want to get moved back to Express real quick. The best way to do that is to not follow the mechanic's instructions. Okay? That's the best way to get right back over there. Because that's one thing I wouldn't tolerate. I'll let you slide once. But if I give you another job... And I'm giving you steps and I walk over and you got something off that I haven't even told you to take off or you're doing some weird stuff. That's it. I, another mechanic may pick you up, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm done with you. You're going to go back to Express because you can't follow directions, which means you're not ready. No hard feelings. We can, we can revisit this later on down the road, but right now you're not ready because you're not ready to take instructions. 
And right now you're learning. So I'm not asking for your advice. I'm not asking for your creativity. I'm not asking for any input. I'm asking for output. I'm asking you to do exactly what I'm telling you. So do you understand? I'm just trying to hammer that home. There's no disrespect there. It's not, hey, I think you're dumb and, and I don't think you know what you're doing. That's not it. It's quite simply, I want you to do it my way. That's it. When you become your own technician, you can do it your way. And that's what I mean by there will be room for creativity and exploring later. And here's the cool thing about me. All mechanics may not be that way. And it may sound like I'm talking about me, but I'm just using my personal experience. All mechanics may not be like me, so you can't always expect this. But what I'm telling you is what I'll do is if I'm very confident in the guy and we've been working together for a while, um, and I think he's, he's really good and he's doing a good job, I'll tell him, I'll be like, hey, man, this next time, I want you to explore some things. You've probably been thinking in your head, hey, this is easier to do this way. This is, you know, I shouldn't have to take this off. I shouldn't have to do that. I want you to explore those topics. And if you run into any issues, holler at me. And I've done that a bunch of times with my apprentices because I want you to explore them for two reasons. One, you may find out that you did find an easier way, and that's fine. You may come ask me, and I may tell you why I don't do it like that. Um, I've talked about it in other episodes where there's, you know, to me, there's two types of mechanics. There's one guy that's kind of like me. It's pretty much me. I'm kind of a hybrid, but I'm more this guy right here where I'm going to get everything out of my way that I can to do my job. Because I don't like my arms being tore up every day from fighting things. And I don't like uh, getting frustrated because things are in my way, okay? The last thing I want to do is get frustrated. So I'm going to go ahead and mitigate that by getting rid of all those things that are in my way. And then there's the other guy. And he tends to be a little bit faster. Maybe, potentially. Sometimes he may not. Sometimes he may be this guy. But it looks like I'm flipping you off, but I'm not. Sometimes it may be that second guy right here. But he's not more productive because he ends up getting frustrated and ends up slowing him down. But the second guy takes off bare minimum out of the way. I'm talking about R&R here. He takes off the bare minimum so he can get in there and get the job done. And he may barely slip it through. And, he, he, you know, there's a lot of things he's trying not to take off so he can be faster. Okay. So anyway, what I'm saying is you may find a faster way. But I may tell you why I don't do it that way. But if it works for you, go for it. And if we find out that it's good for you, I'll allow you to continue to do that. Even though it's on my name and everything, I will allow you to continue to R&R that way if you want. But the other thing you might find is you had an idea in your head. And this is okay. This is totally fine. I still do it to this day. I'll have an idea and it's wrong. Okay? It's totally okay. You may have had an idea in your head and you're like, man, Stevie's been doing this wrong this whole time. I'm fixing to show him. And you find out that's not the case. And that I've already actually been down that road and that's not the case. Because uh, we like to explore. We like to be creative and see if we can do things different ways. You know, as a mechanic, we're always trying to be as most efficient as possible. So we're trying to say, hey, man, I wonder if I can slip this. I wonder if I don't have to get this out of the way. And, you know, with age and experience, you start to learn at, to look at stuff uh, R&R-wise and be able to take it apart in your mind. So anyway... With that being said, like I said, you might find out that that's actually not the case. But that's okay. Let's explore that so we can go ahead and knock that out. And it's good that you figured that out while you were under a mechanic than being on your own and you kind of wasted some time, right? So that's why I'm saying use every ounce of time you have as an apprentice to learn. Just drop everything else you're doing and just completely commit yourself 
to the apprenticeship, okay? You do that, and you will excel like no other. That's what I did, I'm telling you. That is what I did. I found a mentor in the game. Rest in peace, Pete. That was my guy right there, man. That was my mentor in the game. And he was willing to teach me everything. And I think that's why I'm the way I am today. But I soaked it in like a sponge, like an absolute sponge. Everything he told me, I was like, not going to forget it. I'm holding it right here because I need it later. And I and I need not ask him a second time about it. He's already told me. I need not waste his time, right? So anyway, let's move on to the second tip. The second tip is do not take unsolicited advice from other mechanics or people in general in the shop. So this goes back to rule number one or step number, uh, item number one, right? Sorry, I can't speak right now. It goes back to that one. Listen to the mechanic, right? So this, we kind of got a grand theme here. Listen to the mechanic. And the only reason I'm bringing these up is because I see them as common problems when I had apprentices. And I've seen them with common problems when other people that are my friends had apprentices underneath them. This is the common theme. I tell you what to do. I tell you, hey, do this, this, and that. Some other mechanic walks by and sees you. Why they do this, I don't know, but they always do it. You can ask them not to. I've done it. It doesn't matter. They're going to give their unsolicited advice. And he's going to be like, hey, man, why are you doing it like that? You should do it like this. And then I come over and find out you're doing it a different way. And then I can't help you. I've done this before. I've actually had a guy, he was doing a transmission. I gave him a step, step, step. Really good at, at the transverse engines and the transmissions on these Nissans, the Altimas, you know, Pathfinders, all them, Maximas. Really good. I, I'm Like, I've got it down to a science where if you do it this way, it's really the fastest. It's just all up to your speed. So, I give this guy advice, whatever. I think I go to lunch. He decides not to. I come back. And he didn't listen. He pulled the whole subframe instead of just swinging the subframe like I do. He pulled the whole subframe down, which changes a lot of things when it comes to that setup because you're holding the engine up with a with a pole jack, right? And so when you do that, it creates some problems for you. I come back, he's got it down. And um, I see it, but I don't say anything. I'm just kind of doing my thing. He comes over and asks for, for some advice. And so I kind of give him a little tough love, man. I'm like, hey, man. Uh, I can't help you. And he's like, what do you mean? I can't help you because I don't know where you're at in your process. And uh, <laughs> that subframe's down, bro. I told you not to take that down. Oh, well, you know, I asked so-and-so, and, and he told me that that's what I needed to do. Well, you're going to have to ask so-and-so for the rest of the job. And come back and talk to me when you get done because we need to talk about this because I've already told you not to be following other people's advice. And like I said, you'll let other people get you in trouble and you'll end up back in Express or with another mechanic because I'm just not going to have it. I don't have time for it. So I hope you understand that. It's not, nothing disrespectful, nothing like that. It's nothing even personal. It's just simply you're not following directions and that's not what I'm looking for. Okay, It's not going to help me out. So with that being said, dude had to figure it out himself. I think he had homie come over there and help him. And uh, they eventually figured it out, but they ran into some problems because he wasn't actually following the other guy either. So he was like in between our uh, ways of doing it, and uh, he was having some trouble. Now, did I give him some tough love? Could I have helped him? Yes, I sure could have. But it was a learning lesson, 
And really, it was shooting myself in the foot because, uh, you know, it took longer to get the job done. And I'm the one that gets paid on the job, right? But I wanted him to learn that lesson. And then you know what? From there on out, he didn't do that. He followed my word to the T. And he didn't listen to nobody else, bro. He, Hey, uh-uh. You know what I mean? That's not what Stevie said. That's that's what he would say all the time. That's not what Stevie said. And I'm going to do it his way. So he learned that lesson, and it was good. He, and, you know, we sat down and we talked. I think we had a lunch after that. And... uh He's like, you know what, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I was like, good. I was like, I hope you got the point. You know, no hard feelings, but I got I to gotta drill home that example so you can understand. Let's go on to the third one. The third way that, the third tip that can help you as an apprentice in a mechanic shop, okay? Remember that it's a mutual relationship. And bringing something to the table helps the relationship. You know, i.e. extra hours hard work, um, you know, just the best thing that you're going to be able to do as an apprentice to bring to the table, the best thing is going to be your work ethic. Uh, no hassle, no no drama, no nothing like that. And helping him flag more hours, which means you listen, you get good at stuff, and you help him flag more hours. That's what makes the relationship work. Because he's bringing you knowledge. He's bringing you everything he knows. And eventually you're going to go off on your own with that knowledge and make your own money. You know what I mean? Like, you're already making money, obviously, but I'm saying you're going to be a main shop guy. You're going to be on your own. You're going to be able to use those skills that he showed you to make money. So in return, he's going to give you everything. You know, there's no such thing as, you know, maybe there is, but I'm saying there's no such thing as, like, free knowledge, right? Like, you got to pay for everything. There's nothing free in this world. So, you know, you go to college, you pay up front, and then they give you the knowledge, or you hope they do, right? So, that's a whole other topic, but he's bringing you knowledge and stuff like that. You're going to bring him the help. You're going to bring him the, the work ethic and the output, right? That's the important part of the relationship, and you need to understand that. And you need to want to do that. Let me bring you back to my apprentice when I was an apprentice, okay? Let me bring you back to my experience. I wasn't really an apprentice. It was different for me. I was a main shop guy. Uh, they knew I was very smart, but I still had questions, obviously. So I considered him my mentor. So I considered me his apprentice, even though he wasn't making anything off of me. But here's how I made it right. Anytime I had a question, he'd be working on something. I'd come over there, and I'd put my hands on it. I'd help him. As long as I wasn't in the way, as long as I knew I wasn't in the way, you know, he did a lot of dash work, so I'd hop in. I'd be helping him with the dash, and I would ask him a question while I was helping him instead of slowing him down, stopping him, and him coming over to look. And here's the deal. I'll add you a little bonus tip on there. If you were doing what I'm doing and you were already a mechanic, or, you know, he's kind of got you on a loose a loose uh, leash there where you can kind of do your own thing and you ask him questions like he kind of trusts you, Make sure that you have most of his questions answered already. Make sure you've done everything you can. Make sure you've gotten in the service manual. Make sure you're at the point where you really need an answer, okay? Don't come over there and hit the easy button. That There's nothing more frustrating than you come over there and hitting that easy button. I don't mind answering questions, but I want you to put your effort in first, okay? So with that being said, I'd come over there. I'd turn wrenches with him while, you know, trying to help him out. Meanwhile, I'm asking him a question. Hey, Pete, what do you think about this? Blah, blah, blah. I did this. I did that. And here's what I got. And he'd give me advice without me having to get him over in my bay. Because that's a waste of time for him. Now we're at dead time and he's not making any money. Okay. 
And when we're in the shop, production is everything because we're not paid hourly, most technicians. Most technicians are paid flat rate. And so when we're not turning wrenches, we're not making money, okay? So it's very important that you bring some value to the table, even if it's just you being a mechanic and you've got a mentor in the shop that's helping you, okay? So that's a little bonus tip there. But you got to bring something to the relationship. So with that being said, make that guy money and quick and, and don't be mad about it. Like, I understand you're probably going to be hourly, but you've got to understand that a lot of us, like me as an apprentice or me as a me as a master tech teaching an apprentice, I had to pay part of the apprentice's salary. Okay, so you needed to make it worth my while, which means you needed to make production. You know, you had to help me flag an extra certain amount of hours just for it to be worth your my while to have you around. Otherwise, you were dead weight, and you were actually costing me money. So it was very important that I got you up to speed, and it was very important that you listened to me, and you could get more work done and flag extra hours for me to make it worth my while because I'm paying part of your salary. You get it? So you may not even know that. I never told my apprentices that, that I was paying part of their salary. I didn't want them to know that. You know, that wasn't the important part. I didn't want them stressing out about it, but I wanted them to understand to get after it. And yeah, I had some apprentices that came in that left really quickly because they weren't with the business. They came over there. They had that aha moment, like, I made it. You know what I mean? I made it. And so they they didn't try hard at all. They kind of used it as like, oh, this is a cush little hourly job. I don't have to rotate tires and do oil changes very much anymore. And they'd dip out, and they'd be in the bathroom all the time, or they'd take longer breaks than they should have, or or they'd be standing there and saying they were waiting on me to give them the next step when really they were just BSing. They could have came over and got me, right? So don't be that guy. Don't be any of those guys. If you're really in this field and you're taking it serious, do everything you can to help that guy out, and I guarantee you he's going to teach you everything he knows, and he's going to give you some little secrets. And uh, he's going to show you how to excel in that shop, especially if he's a master tech and he's been there a while and he knows what he's doing and he's well-respected. There's a lot you can learn from that guy. But with that being said, I hope these three tips helped. Um, If they did, make sure if you're on the YouTube channel, you comment below. Let me know they helped. Tell me which one you think is going to help you the most. And if you're already a master tech and you've had apprentices, tell me uh, which one you think will definitely help uh, future apprentices the most. Let's get a conversation going, and let's talk about it and discuss it. Also, add some more tips that you want. I'll do a video on that. Um, it'd be nice to get some more tips going for these apprentices. we got to get these guys moved up, man. There's plenty of people that want to be in the field. It's just we got to make sure that we foster them correctly and we get them where they need to be quickly so they can make some money so they don't swap fields on us just because... You know, they may love the field, but they may need money, and so they got to swap fields. So with that being said, it's been your boy Stevie G, and we'll see y'all on the next episode.